0: The U.N. says four million people have fled Ukraine. And, of course, Poland and other countries have to take care of them. Um, Don't believe anything coming out of uh, Moscow. They're not going to tell you the truth about their military strategy there. Um, So that's, you know, a waste of time. I don't even bother telling you about it. The British Defense Ministry, and they have, as the CIA does, they have operatives and good intel inside Russia. Uh, they say that uh, military units are taking a beating, Russian military units in the country. I believe that. I do believe it. So I, uh, I tapped my uh, old professor uh, at Harvard to come talk to us today. But I want to set this up a little so you know the importance of this discussion. Okay, so Graham Allison uh, was the dean of the Kennedy School uh, at Harvard when I attended. All right. When they allowed me in, which was a huge mistake on their part. I think it was a clerical error. Anyway, I showed up and I didn't know Graham Allison, but I met him and he did a really good job at the school. And that's coming from a guy who's very skeptical of pinhead professors. So subsequently, over the years, I followed uh, Dr. Allison's writings, and I think he is the best expert on China in the world. Now, Russia, I don't know, but he does, obviously, the Kennedy School uh, is deeply involved with studying what's happening with Putin and Russia. Now, many colleges these days don't have academic discipline, but Harvard does. All right, it may be crazy socially, and it is, but they are analytical, all right, and it's it's likely outcome. So if I do a paper that's full of speculation, I get a D. If I do a paper where analytics are used and then likely outcomes are derived, then I'll probably get a good grade. And I got pretty good grades at Harvard because they want to get me out of there. All right. That's why. So joining us now from Cambridge, Massachusetts, is Graham Allison. He's the uh, Douglas Dillon Professor of Government at the Kennedy School at Harvard and the former dean, as I mentioned.
1: All right, that's a pretty good
0: build-up. so don't let us down here,
1: okay? Uh, Thank you, Bill, but just one thing you got wrong. We were proud to have you as a student, we were (laughs) proud of you as a graduate, and I'm proud to say you were a graduate.
0: Thank you, that's very kind of you, Dean. Uh, Likely outcome for Putin, how are you guys seeing it?
1: Well, uh, the first thing to say about what's going on is that we should all take a deep breath and realize that we're members of an audience in a theater of war. We usually think about theaters of war in military terms as if that was a geographical domain but I think the metaphor is powerful as we watch images flashing across our screens and hear the clashing of symbols to know that while on the one hand there really are bombs and bullets killing people on the battlefield at the same time all the parties, uh, the Russians, the Ukrainians, indeed the Americans, are engaged in an intense information war. And the superstar that's emerged in this, interestingly, is President Zelensky, who actually has taken information warfare to an entirely new level. I think he's been brilliant at this. Uh, Partly he's taking advantage of his previous career, uh, but he has risen to the occasion but what this means is that for us, as we're trying to observe what's going on, is that we should uh, have a degree of skepticism. Uh, we should know the things that we know about wars for the last uh, many centuries. First, uh, we know that war is thick with fog. that's almost impossible to impenetrate. We know that truth is the first casualty of war. As Churchill said, It's so precious, it has to be wrapped in a bodyguard of lies. We know that as Klauswitz taught us that there's huge friction that occurs when perfect plans are translated into operations. We know that the first report we hear is almost always wrong. So I think if we start there, we have to accept that we have a degree of uh, humility about the ability to understand where this may end. I, 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 so I, that's what I wrote about last week. Start with the theater. That does not mean that we can't try to infer or can find some signals in the noise. At this stage, it's very clear that uh, the Russian military forces underperformed in a way that is uh, surprised and required for them to regroup and refocus. It's clear, surprisingly, that the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian people have shown themselves to be so courageous and so uh, determined to resist. So that's been very impressive. It's clear that uh, Zelensky has actually emerged as the statesman of the hour. And basically, I would say, the most impressive of the statesmen that we're watching on the international stage. Uh, both in terms of the strategy, but also in terms of the of the showmanship. All right, so let me stop you there. Where, where this is going to end, I don't know.
0: And I have some specific Putin questions. In my sure. mind, and from what I'm analyzing, Putin is responsible solely for the war. Doesn't look like the Russian people want it, or the um, government in Moscow. It's him. He wants it. He's responsible. Yes or no?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Not, not, a, not 100%,
1: question. but 90%. Yeah.
0: All right. He's got to have the military generals go along with yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. the military generals weren't going in, pounding a table, going, hey, we got to take Ukraine. I don't believe no. they were. Right. Okay. Number two, Putin now is isolated and he's never going to come back into polite society. He'll never be welcomed anywhere in the Western world. Yes or no? Yes. 95%. Okay. Third there is a chance because of these sanctions that the Russian people themselves will be so harmed, and we're talking basic food, fuel, quality of life, that they will rise up against Putin. What are the odds?
1: Well, let me make it more complicated. I would say uh, possible, but given the extent of the Russian security services uh, basically, they can tolerate a great deal of discontent in the population. But where where I would strongly agree with you is that as the people, the influentials in the governing class, the military, the security, the oligarchs, and others, see that basically they are getting tarred by Putin's uh, uh, atrocities. Am- and they're going to get... They're going to get canceled from the world as well. Yeah. Their, yeah fortunes gonna be in Switzerland, their, their fortunes in Switzerland or in England or wherever have now been jeopardized. The chance for their kids to go to school at Kenyon, that's going to happen. So the hope would be that eventually they look and they say, this bastard is ruining the future of the country that we care about. And they'll find a way to deal with them.
0: Okay. But that's going to take a little while.
1: Now, well, it could. We, one of the we, things we know is that these just they're they, I mean, trying to predict when a coup or uh, an assassination happens. I mean, that's a fool's errand. We just know that the conditions are right, that normal people
0: could conclude that. Yeah, right. Putin can't go out on a bike ride. Okay, final Putin Nothing. question now. Putin's rationale for invading Ukraine was he didn't want a threat on his western border didn't want a nato threat or any sympathy now he's got five times as much threat as nato moves in troops arms everything into poland the baltic countries he so everything that putin does or has done in this has worked against him i don't see one
1: positive for putin do you see one i agree with you completely if you had if you had designed a program for discrediting the things that, or for, for losing the things that he says he cares about. First, not having threats on his border. Excuse me, he's done more to reawaken NATO than anybody could conceivably have done. Yeah. He's the only person that's gotten Germans to start rearming, to move to 2% of defense. That's one of his nightmares, but he succeeded in doing that. He's the only person that has uh, gotten people to look at his regime and see what an evil regime it is. All right. And let me stop you. So if you were at the Kennedy school, I'd say he's, he's losing, losing, and losing. Yeah.
0: Of course, there's not one positive coming out of this for Putin. Let's go to China. So she, it seems to me, and you're much more in tune to this than I am, is now going back. So in the beginning, he was, well, they were my best partner. We're going to be partnering up. We're going to do all kinds of deals. And they did a coal deal for all your, your global warming warriors. Um, Soviet Union's going to send coal, lots of coal, to China who's building new coal plants in order to befoul the whole planet. Now, she has got to know it ain't going well for Putin. Though so I don't think he's going to throw in with Putin. Am I right or wrong?
1: I would say wrong. Uh, So you may have seen the piece I wrote a couple of weeks ago before as the war just started, and as a Washington bet, the question is, will she have Putin's back in this war? And to try to make this vivid to some friends in the administration, I said, well, let me provide for you the briefing chart that uh, she's staff, Will have presented him as he's thinking about whether to throw in his lot with Putin on the one hand with the invasion or alternatively to oppose the invasion. Uh, and I gave the reasons why he might think this is to his advantage and the reason to China's advantage and the reason why he might think it's to China's disadvantage. So I start with the fundamentals there. And I can take you through those if you want. No, the main thing is, the more time the U.S. US and the world is focused on Russia and Europe, the more time it's not thinking about China. And all he really wants from the U.S. is to be left alone.
0: Okay, so turmoil works in favor of China. But certainly economic turmoil does not because it's an export economy. And Biden and the uh, West made it clear...
1: Go ahead. right the question is whether the disruption to of the economy for china will cause more pain for china than the disruption of the economy for the us creates for biden uh, right. and uh, the disruption for europe creates for europe so the question is is this lose lose yes but can i lose Less than you lose, or can I afford to lose better than you can afford to lose? So can I think suffer she, more than you is going to
0: stay with with Biden uh,
1: with I Putin. Think, I think all the evidence so far is now he will do all, everything he can do cosmetically to make this uh, confusing, and he will call for ceasefire, peace. Let's do this. Let's do that. So he'll try to soften because right. this is so contradictory to the fundamental principles of international order that he keeps preaching, which include sovereignty and territorial integrity. So you can't make that-
0: Yeah, but then you know those guys. But I'll tell you what, Professor, we gotta let you go, but made it harder for China to invade Taiwan because the world has come together against Putin. So we really appreciate- That's good news. Yeah, and we'll have you back, I hope. And uh, thank you for taking the time. I know how busy you are. And I think everybody in my audience all over the world got a lot out of that conversation. So thanks again, Dean. We'll see you soon. Thank Iowa. you. OK, so now let's get into uh, serious superstardom. No, not talking about Will Smith, not talking about Oscars. I'm talking about Glenn Beck. Bring him on in from Texas. Yeah. Yeah, he Thank is. you.: I wish I, I was got the dopey to... book. I got the dopey book. It's number right. one on Saturday. Uh, In the Wall Street Journal, the Great Reset, okay, Mm -hmm. with Justin Hoskins, uh, number one. But But on the New York Times, it was number fifteen. I know number one on Wall Street (laughs) Journal, fifteen on Uh, the New York Times. So I don't know. It
2: it was number one on BookScan. I don't know why it was uh, number fifteen on the New York Times. It was number
0: one on Amazon. I saw it number fifteen. Uh, yeah. in the New York Times. Okay. So I, 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 read your Adobe book and, uh, I don't want to get too micro. <laughs> I don't want you know to get too, too micro into it.
2: But yeah, I, sure. Sure.
0: It's basically what I took away is that we're all doomed and we better live it up now while we have a chance. It, did I get it? Well,
2: not exactly. In fact, <laughs> no. Uh, but, uh, uh, it might not be a bad idea. It actually is just about what is coming with the, uh, the new digital currency, which is not to be confused with uh, cryptocurrency, and how this is all going to be managed. We're in a managed decline right now, and you don't let something collapse unless you have a net for it to fall into. And the net is the Great Reset. And we're seeing it play out right now in Russia. What's happening in Russia with these sanctions... Bill, you've been around a long time. You ever seen sanctions like this where every business is in lockstep and they cut everything off? You ever seen that? Well, but there's a reason, you know, um, because of the
0: uh, danger to the world from Putin. So I'm not that surprised. IBM. I, I want to I stay.
2: IBM made the card uh, sorting machines. For Auschwitz. I mean, okay, but it's you a different
0: know. world now, and you know the peer pressure and all of that. Yeah, uh, the that's wokeness, exactly right, peer pressure. Right, and it's politically correct to hate Putin in Russia, correct. which I do, by the way, because uh, I think they're, <laughs> Putin is a horrible villain, he's Hitler like. Yes. But, yes. but here in the United States, I know that there is a movement, and you know that, we've discussed it on your radio show many times. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. take away our freedoms, our personal freedoms. There's no question that that is in play. And you look at a guy like George Soros who who donates hundreds of millions of dollars to undermine the U.S. justice system, yes. to allow criminals to commit crimes unpunished. You look like uh, at a guy, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who has billions of dollars and he puts four hundred and thirty million into a few counties in the presidential election of 2020 to make sure that the Biden vote uh, comes out or whatever he did. Four hundred and thirty million dollars. All right. Mm -hmm. So there there are powerful people who want control. There's no question. and That's a large part of your book. All right. But what is the key to defeating this back that's the most important We so know what this exists. is how do we defeat it
2: so the most important thing that people can do is to make sure that they're on i mean let's start at the most uh micro uh that you are on your city zoning committee that you are involved locally against any of this sustainable nonsense from the UN, the Sustainability Act of 2030. This is all part of the Great Reset. The, uh, the bigger thing you could do is call your governor and your uh, state reps and your state senators and have them pass a bill that will um, outlaw ESG standards in your state. So, in other words, no bank... Can uh, evaluate somebody based on an ESG standard. So you can do everything you've explain always done. Explain what?
0: Explain ESG standard. Now. Okay.
2: So ESG stands for environmental, social justice, and governance. Governance meaning uh, who's on your board. I mean, you're seeing this with the NFL. You have to hire uh, a certain number of people, a certain color, women, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're seeing this now all over. Well, there will be standards on that for every business? How many, what's the balance of people in your organization? Uh, and you in your want a law
0: opposing
2: that? Like no, no, a rev- no, 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 uh, no. I want a law that says no bank or insurance company can refuse you based on their reputational risk, that's a key phrase that they use in, in uh, the Great Reset, um, They can't refuse to give a loan to you because you're an oil company or because you're a parent that stood up at the PTA meeting and said, I don't believe in all this social justice crap. Or you're a company and you're like, I don't I don't want to have these things that will cause the bank and the insurance companies to say, well, then we can't give you a loan. So you want. And and so that's
0: that's a protection of freedom of speech that you're not punished buy something Correct. that you need. Okay. Correct. So that's why people should read your book. I mean, you have some solutions to this whole thing. What I am worried about in this country is that most people are not going to read your book. Not because it's not a good book, not because it's not successful. Yeah, I know. It is.
2: People don't and read it
0: most people, <laughs> say fifty to sixty percent of us, American people, they don't know anything. And the media, the corporate chieftains who run the media, right, are making it even harder Mm -hmm. to get essential information, just Mm -hmm. essential information. Hunter Biden Mm -hmm. blacked out. Why? Because Hunter Biden's financial, you, you, you put the word in, might lead to Joe Biden. It's absolutely could happen. So the media doesn't want anybody to know about it. Correct. That that is what is going to drive Americans into a bad place where they do start to lose personal freedom. So, so it's here's the media what, that's he, really the problem.
2: Right. And the circumstances that are coming. Um, Bill, I'm, I'm telling you, just because of the war, if it ends soon, maybe this changes a bit. But just because of the war, it's wheat planting time. Um, we can't even get fertilizer for most, most of our farms and especially farms all around the world. There will be a food crisis. You can take that from Joe Biden himself. He has said it. A deep um, food crisis and food shortage all over the world, including the United States. There is going so to sure be a that, crisis. Beck.
0: I'm not so sure of that well, because in our system, we have the capacity. It. we have the capacity to ramp up what we need. Higher prices for food? Absolutely. Shortages where people can't get cucumbers and they can't get cereal? I, I'm, I'd have to bet well, No.
2: What? again, here, here, here. you'll be able to if you can afford it. I mean, it's not only a fertilizer shortage, which means fewer crops are going to be planted in fewer acres. Uh, I know this because I'm a rancher. I raise cattle and I know what it takes to to feed my cattle. I can't get the fertilizer this year that I need. We're wondering what it's going to be like. Also, it takes energy to get all that food. So you might have cucumbers. But how much are those cucumbers gonna cost?
0: It's food prices are gonna go up. But the good news is that after the Democrats and Biden get waxed in November, and they will, all right, there's no question, that a United States is gonna be put, come inward and not be as dependent on China, on any foreign nation for our livelihood. We can't do that anymore. So these internationalists who want a one world order and all of that, they're all gonna be on the recession. Do
2: you agree? I do, um, but I think we're oversimplifying, you, you know, the, the, as the book lays out with 50 page of fine print footnotes, um, using only their words and original sources. Um, this is farther along than people understand, and we are going to go to—we're going to a a bipolar world from a unipolar power to a bipolar power. It is going to split. Because of that split, it's going to deeply hurt the U.S. dollar. I think we're going to plunge into a crisis. I don't know when, yeah, but I don't, it is, I, just, I don't. It is coming. I don't and see it
0: like you do. I'm more optimistic. I know, that you we're are. Gonna I know you're going to turn we're going to turn to traditional we're going to get rid of the woke progressives they're on the run okay uh, one more uh, I hope you're thing right. you know the best hour of radio i think um is me
2: and it's my you first on hour Friday. every day oh yeah that too
0: no no well, not you and, and dopey <laughs> stew that you have with him here. it's you and me you know, on you
2: i tell you i i tell you bill the i think it is the best hour on radio because uh nobody Nobody ever talks back to you. And for some strange reason, I've always gotten away with it. And I enjoy poking at you.
0: But don't you understand why I allow you to do that? Don't you understand why I allow back to The huge
2: ratings that I have on radio?
0: No, no, no. It makes me look better.
2: Yeah. The more talking you do, the smarter I look. Come on. I know. I know. I know. I make you look good. I make you look like a human being, which I want your listeners and viewers to know he is not. He is. There's no. No. I don't even think there's even a brush with human DNA in no, Bill I O'Reilly. was
0: made in Peru. Um, the book is a great reset, Glenn Beck. Number one on the Wall Street Thank Journal. You. Number 15 on the New York Times. All right, Jack, good to see you, man. We'll talk again on Friday. God bless you. All
2: right. You got it. Thanks, Bill
0: Donald Trump. Two stories. Amazing stories. Now, I got to walk through this because nobody is reporting it. You don't know about it. So the January 6th committee, this is in the House. This is run by Pelosi. Okay, they want to take Donald Trump off the board for 2024. That's what this is all about. They want to pin the Capitol riot directly on Trump. That's what that committee is in business to do. When the Republicans win back the House next November, that committee evaporates. They only have six months. Now, the committee wants certain documents. Okay, they want the documents about what Trump did on January 6th from the time he got up to the time he went to sleep. What did he do every second, right? Trump is saying, we're not going to give you those documents. Number one, executive privilege. And number two, a lot of them were conversations with my personal attorney, John Eastman. And that's attorney-client privilege. The only way you get around attorney-client privilege and executive privilege is by saying, the president committed a crime, a la Richard Nixon. Enter Judge David Carter out in California, appointed by Bill Clinton. He came out yesterday and said Trump may have committed a crime. By saying that, the judge committed a, I don't know what the technical term is, but he violated his oath. Judges are not accusers. Judges cannot accuse anyone of a crime unless it's a personal nature. You're broken in my house. So what Carter did should get him expelled from the bench. But he did it because the only way to get around executive privilege and attorney client privilege is for somebody to say Trump committed a crime on January 6th, which is what Carter did. But Carter can't do it because he's a judge. He's not an investigator. He's not a law enforcement agent. He can't do it. He did it. Will disciplinary action be taken against David Carter? Not under Biden's Justice Department. And Carter knows that. And that's why he did it. But all the headlines on the Internet and everywhere else says, Trump may have committed a crime, federal judge says. Drive drove me crazy. Carter committed the crime by doing what he did by making the accusation it's insane okay that's number one number two the committee has a agenda whereby it is now threatening certain people so it leaks to the washington post bob woodward and to cbs news robert costa It leaks Trump's phone log on January 6th, leaks it. Now, they won't admit it. Committee won't admit it. And Woodward Gossett won't say, yeah, they leaked it to me. On the phone log, there's a seven hour gap, Okay, about calls coming in or going out by and from President Trump to and from seven hour gap. Again, Nixon. Remember the Watergate tapes? There was a big erasure in there. Same thing. Woodward, same thing. Okay, so I'm reading this story. I'm going, wait, 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 wait. Trump didn't put this out. Somebody, we don't know who put it out. Committee got it, leaked it right away to Woodward and Costa. But remember on January 6th, what was Trump doing? Two things. He was watching TV, live TV, of the demonstrations, watching it, and everybody knows that, there were plenty of witnesses watching him. watch it, and they were watching it too, and he was giving a speech. His speech writers were whipping up a big speech that he, he delivered, so you would think that there's not a lot of phone calls coming in while he's watching what's happening and while he's going over his speech, right? Now, I don't know what Trump did or did not do in that seven hour period where he didn't take any calls or they're not logged. I don't know. But I do know that he was watching coverage and delivering a speech which had to be written and he had to rehearse it and edit it. That make sense to you? OK, none of that was reported. None of it. Now, none. Of, it doesn't really matter anymore because whatever the press says about Trump, the people who like Trump don't believe it. But you should know they're trying to take him out so he can't run for president again. All right. So uh, on the uh, domestic front, as we went over yesterday, Joe Biden wants to raise taxes on the wealthy. Uh, He wants to tax not only what they have, but what they may have. That means paper profits. That's unconstitutional. Government can't take what you might derive and profit. That'll never pass muster. But... The socialist Elizabeth Warren
3: wants it, go. But now when we've got so many billionaires who have all of this huge unrealized gain in stock and they manage to live massively lavish lifestyles without ever paying anything or paying only a small amount in federal income taxes, we can't keep that up.
0: So many billionaires. You want to know how many billionaires there are in the USA, according to the IRS? So there's 330 million people here. Billionaires, 745. That's it. That's all. It's infinitesimal. Democratic Party wants to control the economy. The way you do that is taking property and assets away from the American people. That's it. Thank God for Joe Manchin. He says he's not going to vote for this, so it'll die. 57 percent, by the way, of U.S. households don't pay any federal income tax at all. Free ride. They have to pay Social Security taxes and all that. But they get that back at the end of the rainbow. Okay. but Democrats and the socialists just want to gut what the affluent have. That's what they want. That's what this is all about. All right, there's a poll about uh, 2024 hypothetical election Trump versus Biden. This is from Harvard, Harris, uh, 1990 registered voters I couldn't go to 2000. I don't know why. And here is the finding. Donald Trump gets 47, Biden 41. Whoa. Whoa. And if uh, Harris was going to run, Trump 49, Harris 38, landslide. Oh, this is all BS, you know, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, and. Uh, you know, I, I, I've said it before, I'm going to stick to it. Joe Biden, no way he runs for re-election. There's no way he's going to do it. And Harris can't. And that's why I think Michelle Obama, mm, yo, I think they're going to put pressure on her. All right, Disney. Now, Disney, I've never seen a corporation put itself at such a great risk in my entire life. This is just so insane. You don't think there's going to be a backlash against you, Disney, for telling parents they have no right to monitor what their five, six, and seven-year-olds hear at school about gender identity? Is that what you're telling me, Disney? All right, so um, we reported this last summer, but I think uh, it's worth running the soundbite again. It is front of the head of Disney Diversity and Inclusion, Vivian Ware. Go.
2: Last summer, we we removed all of the um, gendered greetings in relationship to our live feels. so we no longer say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, we, we've trained, we trained, we've provided training for all of our, our cast members in, in relationship to that.
0: No more boys and girls. Mickey Mouse Club, uh, didn't they say boys and girls all the time, uh, Annette and Jimmy and all those Mouseketeers? I, I don't know if you could have Mouseketeers anymore. I don't know, I don't know. Um, anyway. My prediction is that even though this theme parks will still draw, Disney as a corporation is in dire trouble.
4: It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with Car Shield a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today.
0: OK, so let's go to California, largest state in the union. About 50 million people live there. All Democrats, very liberal state, most liberal state in United States history. Never been a more liberal state than California. So uh, job approval of Governor Newsom approved 50 percent, disapproved 45. Wow. And I think it's four to one Democrats registered over Republicans out there? Same question in January, just two months ago, Newsom had 57%. Now he's got 50 approval. It's because of the gas, seven bucks in California because they mismanaged everything out there. Mismanaged energy, mismanaged taxes. Boom. So now California's going, Oh, what happened? We thought these liberal people were going to look out for us. No. Okay. And they leave it. So Californians, and California is just such a beautiful state, and the weather is great. They're going. All right, so get this. Um, Los Angeles County lost more people than any other county in the nation. All right, about 160,000 residents have moved out of Nassau County. Um last year okay it's gonna be worse this year in san francisco 54 residents have taken off santa clara county the adjacent county 45 to 100k out of there all right la is uh they're moving out of there like crazy let me get the stat for la uh no i gave you the la county i don't have the city stat I don't have the city stat for them but um everybody's leaving la and san francisco to two metro centers san diego is a bigger city but san diego doesn't have the social problems that la and um san francisco have all right border now this is the coming big time for migrants to stream across but so far five months in the fiscal year federal government's fiscal year want to hear this stat in five months eight hundred thirty eight thousand six hundred eighty five people have encountered Border Patrol authorities. The last year of Trump, the whole year, four hundred fifty eight thousand. So it's double in five months what it was Trump's last year, because Biden is an open border policy. Does he know it? Does he care? I I don't know. Uh, uh. (laughs) Okay, one of my favorite stories. So as some of you know, I attended and I got a master's degree in public administration from the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. I think it was a terrible mistake they made admitting me. And I think they would probably say that. Anyway, I keep up with what happens in Cambridge. So there's a guy out there, the longest serving chair of Harvard's Department of Astronomy named Avi Lobb. Avi Lobb. Big. Big intellectual guy, astronomy department. Avi says, ready? Come back to me. <laughs> Avi says, in 2017, there was a space rock, a giant space rock, all right, that was in our stellar, interstellar, or something, our universe whatever they say, for 11 days. Okay, this is Avi, Avi Lob, Harvard. And there were aliens on the, on the space rock. Now, Avi didn't say they landed, but they hovered. Now, how does Avi know? I'm not quite sure how Avi knows, but he knows. He put it out there. Now, if it's true, I want the first interview, with whoever was on the space rock and I will give them probably the whole show, the whole no spin news if they speak English. And if they don't, I'll get an interpreter or I'll get Avi. Avi can come on in tell me what they're saying. Now I'll make it fun of Avi. And I don't believe that there are aliens here. Uh, I don't think they've ever visited here. Just my opinion. Now I've talked to some people who say, Hey, I saw a very strange thing, and I did this, and I, and I don't doubt those people. But if there were alien beings here, we know about it. Now, how do I know that? Because I wrote a book called Killing the Killers. And in that book, there's unbelievable technology that we have. This technology would pick up Any aliens coming That Now, maybe that's what Avi's doing. Maybe Avi has access to it. I don't know. But I thought you'd like to know.
5: Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
0: Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises. And their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com bill. For more details, see ahs.com contracts. For coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. Do you have trouble sleeping? Once in a while, I do. Um, but I have strategies because I work a lot and you know, buzzing around in my head and all of that. Um, so let me give you the stats 70% of all American adults say they have trouble sleeping at least once a month. Okay, sleep related problems affect up to 70 million of us, 11% of American adults. Don't sleep at all. Hardly ever. That's crazy, right? Okay, two tips. Actually, three. Do not watch television. I know that you doze, but no, no. If you read a book, after a while, your eyes will get a little heavy and you'll fall asleep. I'm a voracious reader. I have to be. And I just get in. I got stacks on my nightstand. And I read. Sometimes I read more than others, but I always go like this. But what I've been doing lately, if I don't feel like reading, if I've had a very intense day, is I'm listening to music. Now, on YouTube, you can get anybody. Anybody. It's amazing. Okay? You don't have to put a CD in or an 8-track. You don't have to do any of that. So I'm listening to Sade, S-A-D-E now. And the woman is just brilliant. It's, it's smooth jazz type stuff. Here it is. Go. So, for some reason, she relaxes. Then. That music relaxed. A classical music does. Whatever you like. But you get somebody you don't like, but they have to have tunes, no rap. You know, rap's not going to put you to sleep. So, recap, no TV. Reading, excellent. And then find some artist, you know, smooth, put it on, be surprised. Go like that. All right, final thought. Thanks for watching the No Spin News and listening as well. We'll see you tomorrow.